Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. Right here on the Butt Munch Chips Radio Network. Butt Munch Chips, sit on your butt munch. I'm your host, Landon Doan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, if you will, one of my best friends in the entire dadgum freaking world, Hunter freaking East. Hunter, how are we doing this evening? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, we had one hell of an episode this week, to say the least. Uh, I believe one of, if not the longest episode we've ever had. And, uh, man, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of ground to cover. It's one, basically one big battle scene, but, damn, did it have a lot packed in there. It really did, and uh, it is the longest-running Game of Thrones episode we've had to date, so it's appropriate that the episode of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. God Talk, God Talk. that preceded this one was the longest-running Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. God Talk, God Talk. episode we have had. And uh, it's so long because uh, it is the final season. Uh, we've decided to call in reinforcements, and Hunter and I are joined once again by my friend and yours, Kevin Scott. Kevin, same question to Hunter, but to you, how you doing this evening? I survived the Battle of Winterfell, so I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and and a, I was going to say a lot of named characters can't say the same thing, but in the scheme of things, it's only <laughs> a few named characters that can say the same thing. So, uh, yeah, Hunter made reference to it. We just came off of the Battle of Winterfell. It was almost a 90-minute battle scene. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Uh, who's going to be driving the boat this week? Well, Kevin, I think you've seen the episode the most out of us. Uh, I, I was not able to uh, watch it as consistently as I wanted to, though I will be uh, reviewing it again because, I mean, damn, there's just there's so much going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's Yeah, I mean, I have the privilege of not working until 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so that I get up at 9 o'clock in the morning, that means I can watch it, like, every morning before work. <laughs> So it works out. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I mean, so, I know that we started, I thought it was pretty cool how we started. I mean, they, they started with, what, Sam kind of being handed some weapons and then... Freaking the geek out, which is funny because last week, <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to point it out, but I'm the one that killed the first White Walker. <laughs> and that's like, oh, oh, really? Really? He's some badass White Walker killer? Here you go, buddy. How you feeling now? The guy said, well, move. Cool to go I don't want to move. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to. <laughs> There's this small, it just feels very intimate. You know, you've got this very intimate setting where they're inside a room, they're being handed weapons, and then it basically walks him you kind of have these scenes where everything is connected. Sam walks out. There's all these soldiers. It, it goes to Tyrion. It goes to all these other people. Until it basically gets over the entire battlefield and sees these droves of soldiers. Yeah. Lots of soldiers. Mm-hmm. Tons of soldiers. All of them. Uh, everybody that we've ever seen fight, I think, is in this episode. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and, I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, when this season started, we got they rattled off all the numbers that, uh, you know, Daenerys is bringing with her. You know, two, uh, two full armies, two full-grown dragons, you know, uh, some ships. They slice, they dice, they stir and fry. But up until you saw everything laid out like that on the battlefield, you're like, Oh, wow, okay, they do have some, you know, bodies and some, and you're thinking tricks up their sleeve, which makes what happens in the first part of this episode that much more, (laughs) oh, God, no, everybody is going to (laughs) die. It didn't look good. I mean, what did you guys think when, first of all, Melisandre showing up out of nowhere was kind of random. Oh, my God, like, like, when she was the one that came out of the darkness and into the light, shout out to Pantera, um... I was I was thinking, wait, does this mean that 
that she's on the White Walker side? She's on the side of the dead? I mean, like, we we obviously saw as the episode progressed, that wasn't what was going to happen, but I still thought for her to show up then of all times. It was very weird. Mm-hmm, um, very weird. Kevin, did you think that it was... I mean, I thought it was the cool, one of the coolest shots in the episode was, you know, she comes up and lights all the all the Dothraki, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. swords and weapons on fire. I thought that looked amazing. Um, I, I just... Kevin, did you think that when you first saw it, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. You know, was, well, it, was it a positive thing, or did you think, oh, these guys are fucked? Yeah, well... <laughs> Okay, I want to preface this by saying I'm not a military battle plan master or anything, but like when she lit the swords on fire, you could see it on everybody else's faces, on the characters' faces. Like, oh shit! Like we have a chance. Like this is even like the Hound, um, Dolores, Ed. You you see Dolores give like a nice little smirk smile, and it's like, oh, we have a chance. And that was a beautiful shot with the whole Dothraki going in there. But if I have a cavalry. And let's face it, John's the one that came up with the strategy. Both times in Winterfell that a cavalry has charged, it hasn't worked. It didn't work in the Battle of the Bastards. Ramsay charged his cavalry, and that didn't work out very well. And it didn't work last week in the Battle of Winterfell because all those great Dothraki soldiers on their horses got demolished. (laughs) (laughs) They got wasted. (laughs) cool bit of like cinematography of how they did it too oh it absolutely was with the lights going out man i was like dude that was depressing my big thing was like (laughs) man where the fuck is ghost like (laughs) he was there he was on the front line he was on the front line oh yeah well he went in with the dothraki i was like man if they kill ghosts like this i'm gonna be pissed (laughs) thank the good lord ghost is alive confirmed Mm -hmm. yeah we do have confirmation ghost made it through the battle of winterfell the most important I mean, character is still alive. We're good. <laughs> I'm still chapped that they didn't really give him some cool ass scenes where he was ripping through dead. Like, well, let I mean, me that's... get in here because I Come was on. I was the same way with you, but I found online apparently to do the graphics for Ghost is like cost prohibitive to the point where that's why we only got the one shot of him on the front line. Like in a show that has no problem putting in like thousands of CG soldiers and you know. Dragons. Apparently, dragons. Apparently, yeah. the big doggy is too much. That's stupid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, it's, it's like blows my mind. Maybe they figure because you know it's a dragon, it doesn't have a real life comparison, so we can be a little loosey goosey with the science. Where it's like, Ghost is just a big doggy. I, I just made that joke. So yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> I don't understand why that would be so difficult. And you know, we we there people do have gripes about the episode a little bit, and and I understand some of them. But that was one that I did understand. I was like, man, I, I wanted to I wanted to see. You know, we've seen Ghost what twice this season. Like, yeah, and in, both times have been for like less than a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much fan service saying yes, we know you want him. Here he is. Shut up. Yeah, Where is my dog? <laughs> Screw the dragons. Like. I want the dog. Yeah, so they all rush in, and it's cool because I thought the way they shot it was awesome. A, you've got everybody up there with their flaming swords, and they run, and it's like this charge. You know, they're yelling. They've got these can. They're they're like you know shooting these catapults over them. It's a really cool scene. And then you go back to like the front line back at Winterfell, and they just watch as all of these lights just slowly go out. Like none of them 
last. None, and then I was kind of surprised because, you know, obviously they have that cool shot with John and Danny up on the hill where they see, I mean, pretty much the Dothraki almost decimated. Like, they're almost gone after mm-hmm. that. I don't know if that we've got any Dothraki left after this battle. Uh, yeah, after after they so. followed General Leroy <laughs> Jenkins, I think we saw the last <laughs> of uh, the Dothraki when it comes to uh, this story. Yeah. And then Jorah was up there, and then uh, they, a few of them started to kind of filter back, and I, I thought it was going to be, like, zombie Jorah. And so did I. I did, oh, too. Me, too. I was scared. But, I mean, like, like Jorah coming back on the retreat, like, you could, even though, and we'll get into, you know, maybe this wasn't the bestly lit episode of any show <laughs> ever here in a second, but it's like, you could see the abject terror and failure and what the fuck are we going to do in his face yeah he was fucked didn't, up didn't say <laughs> one word to anybody he was just oh we are so screwed yeah i mean what do you say like what do you come back and go yeah the dead are coming yeah we know yeah that's well, really I mean, bad yeah we know they're out there uh-huh we know where's <laughs> the rest coming. of you well well they're they're also out there and they're now coming yeah i mean you could see it from john and daenerys's um point of view like there was one shot because like i said i watched it a couple times um to say the least um, but like, here's a tip of advice. If you watch an HBO Go app, instead of like watching it through your cable provider, it does look a lot more crisp than watching it through your cable provider. But that being said, if you watch it and like, you can see it from John and Daenerys' perspective, you can see like the two collide and the army of the dead collide with the Dothraki. And it's just like mountains of the, like, they just like pile on top of each other and just over like just just demolish them and my biggest thing like when jorah came back was like how <laughs> how yeah, did you survive surprised. that's a fair question yeah <laughs> like how did any of you come back because you could just see it and then you know they're coming closer and closer and closer and the the, the music clicks into the you know the white walker music and and you know it's brands like stand your ground that you see the one guy just dips out and he one of the army of the veil fighters he just runs in the back and is like nah i ain't doing this shit which is what yeah. i'm doing i'm like fuck <laughs> this this ain't for me <laughs> like nope <laughs> but like you just see yeah. them even when they collide with the unsullied like mountains of the army of the dead just like rolling over each other i was like jesus christ like mm-hmm. we're all fucked <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and I mean, like, even not talking on the scale of the army that the dead was bringing. I mean, everything we'd seen up until this point in Game of Thrones, like going back to the Dothraki, like anytime the Dothraki hit the battlefield, they win. They're undefeated. Nothing stands in their way. Everything that they face dies. Yeah. And then and then you give them fire swords. It's like, all right, cool. We might have a shot. And then like that in a snap. They just wipe them out off the face of of the battlefield. And, like, just once again, talking on the description of Jorah, it's like the abject just failure and terror. And once again, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. Well, and everybody else back at the front line is looking at each other. They just – I mean, that was the cool thing is that they didn't give you the first rush or the first contact. It wasn't – it wasn't overwhelming. It was just like foreboding. All you saw yes. was just this, this, you get ramped up 
and then you're you're shut down. Like I mean, that's that's kind of Game of Thrones for you. They they give you all kinds of you know things that you think are going to be positive or characters that are going to live or you know opportunities that are coming around and they they lift you up and then they just tear you down on some of this stuff. And this was a great example because. I mean, it was depressing watching that, but you didn't see the dead. Mm-hmm. You didn't see them do anything until this, I mean, literally just like a wave of dead just go over the front lines. It was insane. It and, like even, and even, wave. Th- and even yeah. then, you can't really make out what exactly it is. You just know there's a whole bunch of them, and it isn't good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then, just like, not looking good for these guys. <laughs> I mean, like a tidal wave of dead, and, and my, like... Okay, so I don't have any gripes with the episode. After watching it two or three, four times, like, the episode was really good. One of my favorite episodes. But, like, (laughs) if a tidal wave of zombies comes over you, and they have swords and everything, how do you live? (laughs) This is a good question. (laughs) How how did Brienne and Jamie and Podrick and Sam and Tormund and (laughs) literally everybody on the front lines that had a name live like i was like what <laughs> like like everybody you just rattled off i'm not gonna lie i thought at least once at least once every one of those named characters got god oh yeah like agreed and you see it like you can see them like they t- tend to hold off that first wave pretty fine but then like brienne gets tackled jamie gets knocked over gray worm gets pushed over sam's crying and i'm like <laughs> Like these, like, did Brienne just die? Was that that? Like, <laughs> yeah, she goes over, and then it cuts away, and and you, you, the viewer, are left to ask those questions. Wait, did that person just die? And then that happened over and over and over and over again, and then we don't go back to them until the very end of battle. So yeah. you, you, the viewer, are just sitting there. Almost like you're there in the Battle of Winterfell. It's like you have that fog of war around you. You don't know who's living, who's dying, who's left standing, who's coming for you. And it's like, I made reference to it earlier about how this wasn't the most well-lit episode of anything ever, and the internet made that very well known. It's like, I think that might have been done by design by uh, the director of this episode because he wanted to keep the viewer in that fog of war much like the participants are. I'm so glad you brought that up is because like Miguel Sapochnik, he's the director of this episode. He did battle of the bastards and hard home. Yeah. And so you look at both of those two episodes and it gives you a very perspective type. There's different cuts that are like very, they make you feel like you're in the battle. Um, you have like the swinging cut, the swinging take in hard home with John running through, you know, the, I guess the wilding camps, um fighting people and it makes you feel like you're there um same thing with battle of the bastards and i think this whole episode they gave they let him say you know they essentially said give us a whole episode of a battle and he said i'll give you a whole episode of making you feel like you're at the battle of winterfell and that's what it was it was a lot of times you know even with the dragons fight the dragons fighting it was so dark but like you have to think that's how it is for john and daenerys and on the ground that's how it is for these people you know there's scenes where they're just you see they're just cutting at anything that moves if it's moving you're getting slashed at whether you're alive or dead hope for the best yeah like close your eyes and swing (laughs) and it's like that's how it is on the battle like close your eyes and swing and just hope that you don't get cut because it's like damn (laughs) 
Well, I heard a couple other things. I, I, I looked into this because I was thinking, yeah, it was a bit dark. But as I, I searched a little bit on this, and apparently, yeah, there's compression issues if you're watching it through a cable provider or an app. And also the idea that there were so many people watching at the same time. I mean, I, I've, I've ch taken a look at the episode um, outside of that one viewing, and I have to say it's crisper. It's clear. It's not as blotchy with the with the dark spots. And, I mean, I know that that's part of the episode. I agree with you that one of the things that they wanted to do... I mean, let's be honest. If the guy that directed this one directed the Battle of the Bastards, he can make you feel like you're in the war zone because that's exactly what they did. I felt suffocated oh, yeah. in the battle of the bastards. Like I struggled to breathe and I was sitting on a couch. <laughs> so it was nuts. But going back and seeing this, I mean, once, once the fight really kind of starts in full, John and Daenerys, like they see some of the white walkers on horses and they try and go for them. And this huge winter storm just comes in and it is debilitating. I mean, on every level, whether you're on the ground whether you're in the castle, I mean, everybody from Theon and Bran all the way out to the dragons couldn't see shit. And I think that's part of it. I agree. The fog of war is what that was trying to do. But I guarantee if you go back and you watch the episode and you're not watching it on a Sunday night when everybody and their brother is, <laughs> it's a little bit clearer. You're, and, you know, it also comes down to your TV and other things. But I, I had heard that it was because of the bandwidth with so many people watching and not to mention that um, – you know, it was going through, it was, it has to be compressed and all that stuff going through the airwaves. So I've heard that if you check it out afterwards or on a different day, it's actually a little bit clearer, which seems weird, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've found. <laughs> what? This was the highest watched episode, right? Pretty sure. Yes. They had like mm -hmm. 17, some million or some, yeah. something crazy. Yep. And, uh, what I think we said on the last episode that the season premiere had like 11.7 million. So, mm -hmm. so to see a jump in that, this, so I mean, like, People were very excited for this episode. Oh, I know I was. Oh, absolutely. I was right there with y'all. God. I, and it was it was crazy. I mean, basically, after the swords are lit up, you really don't have a feeling that this is going to go well mm -mm. until a moment that we'll get to later in the episode. I mean, it's just bad. No matter what they do, no matter who they go after, no matter how they strategize, whether you're in the crypts, which is not safe, and we knew this, <laughs> we all said what? that this I'm was shocked. a terrible idea. If only I'm... there was somebody who said the crypts weren't safe. <laughs> yeah, if only they listened to literally every or anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm just blown away that they, they could not see that. But either way, they, I mean, it was just all-encompassing. Everything was just oppressive. And that and that kind of darkness on there, I think, you know, especially to the degree when you can watch it and it's a little clearer, I think it does a good job. It does its job, especially with the winter storm that kind of blows through. And I didn't even think about that. I mean, it, it kind of makes the Night King this sort of mythological creature that he not just has control of the dead, but there's just like this impending doom of a wave that comes over. Anything he does... What doesn't matter if you have two dragons. It doesn't matter if you have dragon glass. I mean, they are pretty fucking oppressive in every yeah. way possible. Nobody really has a good... Nobody does really great against the Army of the Dead or uh, the Night King very much. I mean, it's just it's just not a good scene from start to finish Storm. for the most part. <laughs> he's Storm from the X-Men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the male version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of is, yeah. He really is. <laughs> um, 
But then we get on the dragons a lot, you know, we get to ride them, and that was difficult to see. But then they get this beautiful shot of the two dragons kind of coming up, sort of like in, you know, the old 1989 Batman where the, 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 the bat plane goes up near the moon. There's this gorgeous shot of the two dragons kind of up in the air, and you can see you can see that there's a lot of clouds. They try and rise above it, and then there just comes all this, you know, uh, kind of sniping from the Night King. He's trying to surprise them by flying up out of the... Uh, out of the out of the clouds and then just spraying him with fire like he almost gets Daenerys. I mean he he oh, yeah. very close to taking down yeah. the dragons. It was pretty <laughs> impressive. Like <clears throat> I, I want to know blue flame coming from the bottom of the coming from the beneath you, and you're flying up and from multiple perspectives it looked like it was encompassing Drogon and I was like so is he like susceptible to this fire like. <laughs> Does he have fire yeah. immunity? Because this is it looks like it's on him and it's not hurting him. <laughs> well, it definitely looked like it was giving him problems and and I mean I at one point I couldn't tell for a minute like who he was after. You know, the yeah. dragon scenes, if I had to complain about the darkness and anything, the dragon scenes were the toughest because it wasn't that it was just dark, it was the fact that I couldn't tell outside of the blue flame which dragon was the bad one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm with you there. I mean, the first time I watched it, it was, yeah, I was. I, there's a meme going around on the internet that's got like somebody like using binoculars with their eye, with their hands, being like, "Who is? Who's fighting who?" And I, that was totally me. Like I was like, <laughs> "Who is that? Is that John? Is that Daenerys?" Like when, and then they collide with each other, and I. That's oh my when god! I thought, yeah, it's like they they run yeah. into each other. I'm like, y'all are. Dumbasses. When <laughs> when they did that, I thought that was the Night King, and I was like, "Oh shit! Oh no!" <laughs> then I looked, and I was like, "Oh wait, that's y'all two idiots. Never mind." Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> like, I think that damn. drives the point home of how debilitating <laughs> it was. Use a blinker, for God's sake! Use a blinker. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back to the beginning a little bit, um, because clearly there was a plan, and it might have not been a great plan, but it was a plan, and Daenerys completely fucked that plan up. Oh yeah, she screws with, that she did. Yeah, that she when did. when she sees, you know, the Dothraki get killed and you know, she's like evidently the plan was to wait until the Night King shows up, but she's like, you know, the dead are already here. Hops on Drogon. Ultimately, she probably saves, you know, Tormund, Brienne, Jaime, Podrick, Jorah, saves everybody that's on the battlefield. But she, you know, leaves herself, she doesn't do the plan. And in the long run, you know, it cost her the entire Unsullied army, ultimately. Because, I mean, if you look, the plan was for her to stay there. When they get close enough to the trench, Davos would wave his hands up in the air, which the Night King defeated that purpose by having the fog of war, so she couldn't see that. Mm-hmm. Which ultimately led to Grey Worm sacrificing the unsullied which i thought was an amazing scene oh Um, oh god you could you could feel the pull and the emotion that he was going through it's like it's like these these are literally the people that i fought and died with but i have to sacrifice them for my queen and he's not the only one who does that in the episode no um, which i'm sure we'll get to later but i mean her her i'm what i'm assuming was the original plan was for her to light the trench, not Melisandre. Oh, that absolutely was the plan. Yeah. I mean, like like you said, Davos throws up the two torches to, to give her the X sign, and and 
she can't see it. Davos thinks she can't see it because of the fog of war, which, I mean, that's part of the reason. But the other reason she can't see it is because she screwed the plan. Yeah, she's not where she's supposed to be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. She went Idiot. into business for herself <laughs> at that point. That's that, that's what she did. I mean, it's 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 honorable and noble that you want to try and, you know, save the Dothraki or get revenge for them. But it's like, uh, this is literally cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. And Agreed. I'm a big Daenerys fan, but damn, stick to the plan. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and, that's, and, that's and, the and, truth. And Danny ain't out of bad ideas for this episode. We'll get to it. No, in a oh my god, you want to talk about <laughs> you want to talk about useless characters, John and Daenerys? What are you doing? <laughs> Seriously, the management <laughs> of Winterfell really let everybody down in this battle. Listen, like, like, like <laughs> if I work there, I want to talk to y'all's managers. Exactly. <laughs> like when they attack King's Landing, if John or Daenerys opened their mouth for a plan, I'd be like, nope. shut the hell up. Yeah, I'd shut, shut up. <laughs> Shut just, up. Just, just shut your mouth. Just, just the shut only your person mouth. I want the leading the siege experience? is Jamie Lannister. I want Jamie leading the siege. That's it. Yeah. Like, how do you Give have me. the most experience with the dead and yet you fuck this up so royally? Yeah, you're over I've here looked the Sam dead in the eyes. <laughs> I've looked the dead in the eyes. I know what they want to do. Yeah, you do. You almost gave it to him, too, you dumbass. I yelled exactly. at the dragon. So, God. at this point, we get to the, the first, uh, I would say, I don't know if it's major, but the, the first character that we actually know the name of that dies, and that's uh, that's old, was it Ed, that helps Sam up, and then he gets stabbed and is oh, yeah. uh, killed. Mm-hmm. That was that was the first one, and yeah, it was a while. talking about some bullshit. Yeah, I agreed. Mad. I was mm-hmm. mad. I was like, let Sam die. Fuck Sam, dude. Yeah, don't go out like that, Ed. <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, like I like Sam, but at that point, the way that he just, like, completely shit the proverbial bed this episode, I'm like... He did. It's like, dude, you you deserve to be ended right here. Yeah. I've yeah. killed a White Walker. I was the first person, too. Proceeds to see uh-huh. White Walkers and runs away like a trying, crying little girl. He's like, oh, run yeah. away! <laughs> but then we get the scene where... You know, Melisandre does. She she does her Lord of Light magic, and she. I thought I thought that she was going to sacrifice herself on the stake. I don't know about you guys. I, did too. I thought that I she mean, was somehow going to like push herself into it, and then it would light up. But, um, you know, everything that they tried to do before then, you know, any of the arrows that hit, the wind was just blah. You know, getting rid of the fire, it was terrifying. I mean, it, it was they, like like I, I was right there. I was like, okay, Melisandre is going to try and call call for the Lord of Light one more time, and the Lord of Light's going to say, "Where's your God now?" Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I was convinced, but like it, like thankfully Melisandre showed up when she did. Otherwise, like. Winterfell, like, they were still able to kind of go along with the plan, but that's because Melisandre was there, and they could call it audible. If it wasn't for her, like, Winterfell would have been just straight up wrecked. Yeah, Grey Worm's the one who called the audible. I mean, you look, (laughs) he he was there, he he turned around, he's had that quick interaction with Melisandre before, when he said Valor, she said Valor Margulis, he was like Valor Doharis. And he turned around, and and she was there, and he was like, alright, you're gonna be the one that has to do this, pulled the put on the trench you know essentially screwed over the rest of the unsullied but saved everybody else there's two things that i want to talk about real qu- what i want to bring up real quick um before we get that w- that was like happened right before this one was the hound running away from um oh you know retreating in and then Arya saves his ass with an arrow like 
pinpointed right <laughs> over his shoulder. And man, when she let go of that arrow, I was like, oh shit, she just killed the hound. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, killing the hound, damn. Yeah, I, I was thinking, huh, is she really going to go list right here? <laughs> yeah, because it was like it, the music slowed down and it came to kind of like a heartbeat. And I was like, oh damn, she about to do this. <laughs> Yeah, this is about gl- to be a hard heel turn for Arya. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the heartbeat and the soundtrack. Like, Hunter made reference to it earlier, the suspense that they were able to build throughout this episode right up until the first salvo was fired. I, th- I thought they were able to carry the suspense building for nearly 90 minutes because when we yeah. finally get to the climax of this battle, like... I don't know about you, but I could feel my blood pressure going a little bit just Man, because, oh, yes. like, the score. I mean, like, they, they scored the soundtrack with a human heartbeat at times. That was just, yeah. like, like, um, like chef kissy emoji fingers. Mwah, that was great. <laughs> amazing. It was, it was so great. Like, and it was, it was just amazing. And then on top of the ramparts of Winterfell before the Army of the Dead gets there, you know, they see the Dothraki lights go out and everything, and Arya turns to Sansa, gives her a dagger, and number one, why wasn't Sansa in the crypts to start with? Um, Probably yeah. a good like, question. Yeah. Who are you going to kill, dude? Like, you never killed anybody. But number <laughs> two, Sansa's like, I don't know how to use this. And Arya says, stick it with the pointy end. And I was like, hey! <laughs> hey! Callbacks. <laughs> there you go, Arya. Do, do it, girl. Teach it. It was kind of like student becomes master, though. And it was kind of like full full circle. Now, did I anticipate Sansa going in the crypts and like killing a bunch of whites? No, no, like God no. no. <laughs> like she's Sansa, and she admits it later. Like in the episode when they go down to the crypts and Tyrion's like, "I should be out there." She's like, "You'll die. Why? Why would you want to go do that?" Exactly. Like, we have to look the truth in the face, and we're all down here because we can't do shit. I mean, yeah. and- she even admits it, and. You know, obviously, if, if she didn't realize it when she was like, I don't know how to use a knife, I'm going, well, have you ever cut food? Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> stick it with the dull end. You want to take the knife and stick it into yourself, okay? That's yeah. how you do this. I mean, hell, she was around Ramsey enough. I'm sure she saw him, like, yeah, right? fillet somebody. She she ate. Agreed. She knows how to eat. So, like, obviously. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> even that scene that you alluded to, Hunter, with them in the crypts, um... Speaking about Sansa, man, you want to talk about the Starks being a bunch of dumbasses. Like, you're sitting in there in the crypts with the hand of the queen and the queen's translator, and you're down there bad mouthing the queen. Yeah, and I was gonna like, come back to bite her in the ass. I was no like, question. man, like, <laughs> I mean, Masande's right. You know, without the Dragon Queen, we'd be dead. Yeah, there wouldn't be a problem because yeah. guess what? None of us would be here. It's like, Agreed. golly, like, can you just appreciate Daenerys one time, please? <laughs> This is, this is true. I think I think that needs to... I'm, I'm ready for Sansa to come around because I need everybody on a united front or as much of a united front as they can be on when they when they have to go after this episode to face basically a second war that they're, again, unprepared for. But I need Sansa to figure it out. In the same way that I was frustrated that Arya and Sansa were button heads last season, I'm a little frustrated here, understanding, but still a little frustrated that... Uh, Sansa and Daenerys are butting heads. Again, I understand what they're going for, and it does work to a degree. But after this, th- there can be no question, right? Like, Sansa has to get on Team Daenerys at this point. She has um, to. I mean, well, we say she has to, but I mean, yeah. we're literally talking about while Sansa is in the crypt with every other of her dead relatives, and Daenerys and crew is up top trying to stave off 
the army of dead or army of the dead, Sansa is still down there bagging on Daenerys and, and her crew. It's like you would think if Sansa was going to get on board, it would be right here because, hey, guess what? They're literally saving your bacon. But still, she has to throw shade. It's like yeah. I, I don't get it. Yeah, we are yeah. talking about Sansa here who <laughs> had multiple opportunities to leave uh joffrey and ramsey and never yes. took any of them so it's like eh. <laughs> that's a fair point <laughs> you said you learn but i don't think you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah she needs to she needs to pick it up although i liked the scene between her and Tyrion when uh they start talking and he says oh maybe we should have stayed married and she says you were the best of them like that was pretty cool i was yeah. i was mm-hmm. very impressed with how they played that and and can then, I just okay. can I just say that after that, when we get to Bran and he says, I've got to go now, did we not all think that we were going to be warging into a dragon? Yes, what the dude, fuck are you something. doing with the crows? Come I on, man. I didn't think a dragon, but I thought it would have been something that could have done literally anything other than fly around and call. Like, yeah. seriously, you <laughs> warg into a murder of crows? I mean, yeah, it sounds cool. That's what you call multiple crows together, a murder but they still don't do anything special. They're just crows with an extra eye. Exactly. And it's like, if you're going to warg into a bunch of crows and you come face to face with the Night King, I don't know, maybe it's like send your crows to attack the Night King. Do something. Yeah, what are you going like, to do? Yep, do something. Eyes. <laughs> yeah. Don't just look at him and be like, oh, there's the Night King. Peace out. Going back away. <laughs> Like Although the Night King was straight out of like, uh, you know, heavy metal from back in the day, riding a dragon and all like, you know, stormed up. You know, you couldn't really see him. He was kind of foggy, and he just kind of extends his hand. And then all of a sudden, this whole moat of fire doesn't seem to hold up as best as as it should. Um, the dead just basically walk in and sacrifice themselves so they can be walked over. One after another until, hey, guess what? Oxygen has to be present for fire to go, but if you smother it, guess what can't get to fire? Exactly. <laughs> so was badass. That was, it, that was it, awesome. It was, it, was, it was a brilliant uh, military play on the Night King's half, but on the other hand, literally everybody in Winterfell just stood there and watched it happen. Man, oh my Why gosh. aren't you doing literally anything yeah. other than <laughs> sticking your thumb up your ass and waiting for death? Shit. You want to talk about <laughs> pissing me off. I was sitting there and I was screaming at the TV. Like, there's a big firewall between you and these people. You have bows and arrows. Why are you not shooting? That's just, it's a stare down. Who's going to move first? It's like, you have two fucking dragons. Why are you not laying waste to these people right now? What are you doing? Oh, I was, I was pissed. I was mad. (laughs) Well, and then uh, doesn't John take his dragon over and kind of watch over Bran for a second? He's, with all the confusion, he's just worried. He's like, you know what? He kind of throws the plan, it seems, to the to the wind as well. He's just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna at least make sure that Bran is taken care of. And then the only way that I knew it was the Night King in some of the scenes was um, Viserion's wings were like, uh, you know, they looked like a moth had gone after them. There were holes in them. It was tattered. Like that was the only reason. That, at times, that was the only way I knew that it was not one of our good guy dragons, and it was the bad guy dragon. <laughs> yeah, and his yeah that, and then. You know, I mean, I think John really, like, once he saw that the Night King was going for Daenerys, he was like, oh, shit, I guess I better go now. And I was like, well, yes. yeah, I, I guess you better go now. Like, that wouldn't make but sense. that was also, I think, by design by the Night King, because he knew that John would decide to, you know, throw throw the plan out the window and try and save Daenerys. And he almost, no, he straight up did draw John into his trap. John was oh, yeah. lucky to escape. And once again, John is like... Uh, John Snow, you know nothing, dude. Like, yeah, you really do know crap. nothing. 
<laughs> you are but the this... show's biggest dumbass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, you should be smarter than that in that in that respect. But then we get the whole World War Z moment where they're basically just <laughs> clamoring towards the wall until they, they get over it. And yeah, they made a human ladder that they could climb, each, climb over each other on. Just, oh, my God. That, that right there, and there's another scene that we'll get to later. Like, when that started happening, like, it went from, like, an action scene into like a zombie survival scene mm-hmm. oh yeah i got big shades of the walking dead on here which mm-hmm. i i had not i've not kept up with the walking dead i think about season five or six or somewhere around there i fell off um but uh man this this did man once jamie and all these guys up top on the on the top of uh winterfell are having to kill these basically these zombie dead i mean it was total that was sort of the world war z mm-hmm. of the episode and then i don't know how close it comes after this but the scene with aria in the fucking library oh my oh, god that's Talk about what a I quiet was place oh, <laughs> oh yeah. shit like that was that was out of a fucking survival horror movie or video game or something like i was literally on the edge of my seat like do not make Sound. Kevin don't nailed breathe. it. Don't like, do anything. <laughs> like, like this is HBO presents a quiet place. Yeah, it was awesome. I, and I, that's one of the things that I like about The Walking Dead, and I, and I really liked that that they were able to take this crazy over the top battle scene with hundreds of extras, and then to this little scene of like you're in this place that used to be home, and now it's terrifying, and all these fucking dead are in here trying to kill you. No, like. I I completely understand. I mean, that was like, I'm I'm with you. It was. I mean, even before then, though, we talked about the the World War, World World War Z. If I can speak, um, that moment that was like the only semi intelligent thing that the Army of the Living did. Let's hide behind the ramparts. As they come up here, we're gonna come up from behind and stab them. Just stab them and just stab them. And I was like, okay, that's intelligent. But can we talk about Gendry real quick? Like, my guy was almost having an asthma attack on top of it. The way he was breathing, like, like his whole whole body was moving. I was like, damn, you good, bro? Like, we can get Arya over here for you real quick. Like, we get... Like, yeah, he was hyperventilating. Yeah. Like, he was... And then we get to see Arya just wreck face. <laughs> he was terrified. But Dude, then Arya, Ar- I mean... Yeah, Arya she's with, a with, bad bitch. Ass. With that new Man. weapon, I mean, like... And then like, Davos ooh. is sitting there watching her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does She does really good. The Hound is scared shitless because of all the fire, of course. But, um, you know, Arya does well. And I think Arya could yeah. take on most of the characters in the show. However, when you just have a horde of them just mm-hmm. running at you, eventually... You're just you can't you can't survive. The like they're just gonna bad. overwhelm you. And then once she gets her head hit and she's bleeding, it's like you can tell she's foggy. She's like she got fucked Whoa, up. where am she I? She got concussed. Yeah. That was a concussion. concussion. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean her head bounces off of oh, a mortar yeah. stone. <laughs> like a couple times in fact. Yeah. So that was that was awesome. And we gotta talk about it because that's I'm telling you, a lot of people loved it. Can we talk about Lady Mormont and the Giant? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, there we go. That was awesome. What a send-off for a cool character um, that, uh, I, you know, we've watched handle herself amazingly in negotiations, amazingly in, uh, like, council meetings. So she, she understands the politics and kind of cuts through that bullshit. And then, you know, she's, very, she's tiny in stature, of course, and this giant 
which I love because I'm a tall dude. I love the Giants in the show. <laughs> um, he comes in here, starts wrecking people. She didn't give a shit. She's got a dragon glass sword, and she runs straight at this some bitch. And then he picks her up, and just you can hear her bones and armor just <laughs> crunching. Pop, pop, pop. Ugh. It sucked, and then she fucking stabs him in the eye, and it collapses. I don't know about y'all, but the whole crowd I was watching, we stood up cheer. We were so oh, yeah. psyched about that. Yeah, that uh, that popped me huge because I was literally seconds before, and it's like, are, is she going to be fucking eaten? Yeah, like, Jesus Christ, Game of Thrones. It's like, that's, that's dark. That's what like. <laughs> Bring a new yeah. meaning to you look like a snack. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, granted, oh, we damn. didn't get, you know, her on a on a on a bear, but still, that's a hell of a way to go out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, but then we 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 shit talked Daenerys and Jon for a minute there, but we know that the army of the dead had a ton of giants, and the fact that only one made it through, like, shout that's out true. To you guys. That's that's a fair. <laughs> You're point. the real MVP. Because <laughs> <laughs> because if multiple of those giants would have made it through, y'all would have been fucked. Because yeah, I mean, fuck yeah. this wall. We can just jump over it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, Lady Mormont goes out, but she doesn't go out like a bitch. I love it. And then that's when we get into to kind of more of the dragon fights. You know, they they get up in the clouds. They're trying to show. You know that the, there's still confusion, even above all the crazy storms and everything. Danny and John struggle with the Night Kings. They they do not do a good job of keeping that that guy in check, and so they can see him, and he just kind of starts to try and pick him off. And then I, they knock him off of his dragon, which was huge. I mean, to me, number one, you gotta you gotta take out the biggest oh, yeah. player on the board, and that is the other dragon. If you can get rid of that, that's gonna save you a ton of death. And pain in the ass on this battle. Yeah, don't disagree. But he gets knocked off, and then... I, oh, yeah. My guy Drogon. <laughs> my guy my Drogon. My guy Drogon. Save the day. <laughs> <laughs> Does a great job, yeah, because John's being... Uh, Night King's bearing down <laughs> he, on him. Uh, he, he came through right there, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he saved, he saved some ass on that one. Um, and then knocks him off, and, and of course, we don't know. I mean, and even Bran said in the last episode, we were like, hey, does dragon fire kill them? Well, we don't know. Nobody's ever tried. But we have no reason to think it wouldn't. Exactly. There's Except no... now we have the perfect reason to now think we... it wouldn't. <laughs> now we know, because, man, when that happened, and I know it was early, it was you know too early in the episode, I guess, but even I was like, oh, man, take your shot, take your shot. And she does, and it doesn't work. Now... From everything else I could see, I thought that the dragon fire did a great job against the rest of the dead. Like I thought, the whites and maybe mm-hmm. even some of the other White Walkers were would probably be, you know, destroyed if uh, if the dragon fire hits them. But for whatever reason, the old Night King he didn't give a shit. That doesn't that doesn't affect him at all apparently, which is just makes him that much more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I. That whole scene to me felt like something out of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I don't know if you watched DBZ back in the day, uh, but like Goku would spend half the episode powering up like a Kamehameha or a spirit bomb. <laughs> then he'd throw it at like a Frieza or Cell or something. Then the other half of the episode 
was the debris and the cloud dust dying down around whatever baddie they just attacked to show them standing there smirking and telling them to bring it on. That's literally what happened in Game of Thrones. It didn't take, you know, half the episode for it to happen, but that whole sequence of Daenerys trying to burn down the White uh, the Night King and then the Night King standing there in a plume of fire, the fire dies down, and then there he is smirking, saying, bring it. Yeah. Like, very, well, like, like, that was so well done. Yeah, classic DBZ moment. Yeah, that's that's correct. And then it'd be like, next week on Dragon Ball Z. Like, <laughs> like son of a bitch, we got one attack? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Well, after we get the dragon scenes and, and we figure out that apparently the dragon fire doesn't kill the Night King... Then he starts to make his march towards, uh, you know, Bran, and we all kind of knew this. I mean, we're, we're getting there, um, you know, after Arya's scene in the library and everything, but old Theon's holding his own. I mean, can, yeah, can we just is. give it to the Ironborn here? They fucking protected Bran and did their job. You know, for a bunch of people, yeah, yeah, like for it. a bunch of people that just hang out on boats, they held their own <laughs> on land. I mean, they, they were like 360 no-scoping suckers <laughs> like like headshot after headshot after headshot it was impressive it was very cool. i mean theon was very yeah he was very impressive like him in particular because like i think i made the reference last week like theon thinks he's gonna be hawkeye or something was. but like <laughs> he was better than hawkeye i was like damn like go yeah. theon <laughs> go off one time like show show me what you got damn yeah, he's, he did very well um and, you know, I, I assumed when he was like, hey, I'm going to protect Bran. I mean, you said die really weird there, Theon. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't yeah. know why you use so many letters for that <laughs> word, but okay. And he gets, you know, we knew that that was going to happen. I mean, we assumed that at some point the Night King was at least going to make a run at um, at Bran. And, and we were going to see if, if anything could hold him off, if we are going to have a last stand, whatever. But, uh, you know... The whole scene with Arya in the in the uh, library, and then she's running through the halls of Winterfell. We finally get to see what the hell it is chasing her through the halls, because that's one of the first previews we saw mm-hmm. before season eight was her just running like hell, trying to get away from something. And I, I figured it was going to be something in the crypts, like you were going to have zombie net, zombie net, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's oh yeah, that's the thing. So once once we kind of get through there, I think the next guy that dies is. Uh, Derek, Mom, uh, Derek. Derek Nondarian, or however the hell you say his name, the the fire sword, yeah, yeah, the one-eyed fire sword pirate. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, man, you want to talk about a way to go out? Oh my he god, <laughs> look like an actual Christ figure. I was like, damn. Yeah. Okay, yeah, like, he threw up his arms in that doorway, and like, it's like, okay, let's tone down the the uh, <laughs> the symbolism. It's like we get it. It's as subtle as a sledgehammer. <laughs> And also, yeah, like, was... like in that instance, Homeboy got killed, like, five or six times. Yeah, like, come on now. You get stabbed in the leg, then you get stabbed in the ribs, and you're still walking, but you got stabbed in the leg, so how can you still be walking Thank if you got stabbed you. in the leg? <laughs> then you get stabbed in the ribs, and you get stabbed, like, three more times when you're holding your arms up. Like, what? Yeah, that ninth life is a motherfucker. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, damn. And then he's still alive when he gets into the library. Like, I was like, Seriously? damn, this dude ain't dead yet. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well like, done, Derek. So it's like, are we sure we needed the Lord of Light to bring this guy back? He seems to be doing okay by himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a mere flesh wound. Damn. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, you see Melisandre um, sit there and say, you know, oh, he served his purpose. And it's crazy to think that, like, his purpose all this time was 
to protect Arya. <laughs> to get Arya to that one point. To yep. get Arya, you know, to protect Arya to where she could get to the Night King. But then, like, even then, Melisandre comes up and Arya's like, I know you. And Melisandre comes back with, like, you know, y- you do. And here we are, you know, and at the at the end of the world. And, and you know, you said, I said you'd close. Or you, Arya tells her, you know, I said, you said I'd close, you know, eyes forever. And she says, yeah, brown eyes, green eyes, and then blue eyes. And you can see like Arya, you can see it like kind of click in Arya. And I was like, at that point, I was like, oh shit, like blue eyes? Like, is this really about to happen? Like, what? And then, you know, she turns around, Here, they hear the army of the dead trying to beat in at the door. And Melisandre looks at her and says, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. Not today, yeah. baby. That's actually Ooh, my line of the Arya. episode. Those two oh, words right there. Fuck Not yeah. today. Fuck yeah. I but agree 100%. At that point, you you could like see Arya turn into like almost a different person. Like the realization's completely there. She goes straight face and just turns kind of like robotically and just walks out. And the hound's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like where are you <laughs> going, bitch? Like, <laughs> damn. like I'm the one who runs away from the battle. Not you. Yeah. yeah quit stealing my gimmick. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so they, but, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's at this point though, that, for me personally, like I thought, I thought to, I started to think like, oh shit, this this is going like, cause at, up to this point it was going all right. Like obviously, you know, it's not going ideal, but you still think that like maybe there's a chance. You know, you have all of your major characters are still alive, um, and then the Night King's on the ground, walking towards Bran, and John, like a dumbass, is chasing him. Just oh, like he God. did with Ramsey. And we were waiting for this scene. We all knew this was coming. We God. all knew at some point. And it was really kind of smart because had the Night King done it early, he would have a few more forces, a few more people yeah. on his side. But honestly, he does it at this time where it's like a lot of the army of the, you know, the Wildling army, the Unsullied, all these folks, a lot of them are dead. So he's going to now use them. And that, that scene where he starts to raise his hands, everybody in the room was like, run, John, oh, no. run, yep. get him, get him, throw something, do something. Yeah, like, like, do like something. pick something up. Yeah, do it. Well, damn, like, why'd he stop? Why'd he stop running? <laughs> why? Yeah. Just yeah. full sprint, the, dude. The, you've gone too King, far to go back. <laughs> the Night King turns around and starts to raise his hand. And John, like a dumbass, is like, oh, you're raising your hand. Oh, that's what happens when you raise your hand. Oh, <laughs> let me run now. I was like, you fucking dumbass. Like, ugh. Well, and, <laughs> At this point, you don't deserve to kill him. No, well, and, 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 and plus, like Hunter said, when it happened, like, sure, he could have done it earlier, but I thought when the Night King raised his army was a, a a perfect point for him to get, I guess, what, maximum army at that point, but B, it served as a backbreaker for the for the remaining characters left trying to defend Winterfell because they felt like they were starting to get a little bit of a toehold. They were starting to turn the tide. Yep. And then literally they turn around and the pile of bodies that they just killed is getting back up to kill them back. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can see, like I said, at that point, I was like, oh, fuck, everybody's going to die. Yep. Like, <laughs> they go. At that point, at that exact moment, I was like, okay, well, in the back of my head, I'm over here like, well, maybe the rest of the season is everybody turns into a White Walker and goes down south, and the White Walkers fight Cersei. Maybe they're not the bad guys. Like, maybe this, is, maybe this isn't like a bad because like you look in everywhere. I mean, you could see it. I mean, Tormund, Brienne, Jamie—they're on piles of dead people, and all around them, and it's silent. Like, I thought it was a great choice 
just no music, no nothing, just silent. Everybody starts to get back up. And at that point, like, I wanted to be in their head and be like, because if it was me, my ass would have been like, what the fuck? Like, I would have just stabbed myself and been like, y'all ain't going to kill me. I'm doing this. <laughs> like, no, nah, we ain't doing this. Dude, if it was me, I would have just stood there and Simon and Garfunkel, the sound of silence would just start playing in my head. Be like, well, Hello, okay, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this it's been a good out. run. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was crazy. And then you get the cut to where we all were waiting for, the one that we were all waiting for. Yeah. Down and below the crypts, and oh you know, God. Gilly's the one who sees. And I was like, like you see that hand come out of the crypt, and I was like, oh shit! Here we like, go! I was like, it's about, shit's about to go down. <laughs> but did that like to me? That looked like Maester Lewin. Did that look like Maester Lewin to any of you guys? I'll be uh, honest, I I, I I couldn't. couldn't I, yeah, I couldn't put put one corpse with a Stark. Yeah. All I knew was they were zombies, and uh, they were all up in the hell right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, I, the first one that came out that came towards Gilly, he looked like a maester. And I was like, that has to be Maester Lewin. And I was, I mean, give me something of importance with these people. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I was waiting for, I, like, for just like you, Landon, I was waiting for Ned Stark. Seriously, like, come on, y'all. Like, like, like <laughs> HBO, y- y'all dropped the ball. You didn't give me uh, a bear mount to fight an undead uh, giant, and you didn't give me zombie net. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, like, give me undead I just net. wanted to be fucked up, HBO. That's all I wanted. <laughs> HBO <laughs> subscription canceled. <laughs> no, that's a lie. I gotta see how this ends. Yeah. And I wanna see how Veep ends, too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, was, like, it, was, it was cool. I mean, like, to see them come out, and you know, that's when we get that moment with uh, Tyrion and Sansa, where... That was such a great scene. Like, oh, man... Like, I thought he was about to die. I so did dead. I. Like, I like, thought they were so dead. Yeah, I thought I thought it, one, if not both of them, were dead. Dead. They were literally saying their goodbyes. And yeah. like Tyrion of all people was like, "Give me the dagger. I'll go out there and do what I can." Tyrion. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was great. But you know what? For me personally, like that moment gives me hope that these two are gonna like get back together. Well, yeah, I'm not going to go that far. They, they they, might send each other the proverbial Christmas card at the end of the year. I don't think they're getting back together. <laughs> I, I think it leaves a little glimmer of hope for them to, to you know, rekindle that flame that they had in King's Land. Okay, well, well, you'll just have to let us know how your fan fiction turns out, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out with Tyrion on the Iron Throne. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, that was pretty good, but... Once uh once the Night King's off his dragon, John gets knocked off his, and that's that's when they have the scene where they're they they raise the dead man when the crypt. I, I thought everybody in the crypt was dead. I didn't think anybody out there was going to be living. I thought that you know we got a bunch of children, a bunch of people here that do not that can't defend themselves, and they're definitely not. They don't have weapons. Not all of them have dragon glass. I was surprised to see Varys and Sansa and Tyrion and some of them live because I I was. I was sure they were going to die. Tell me how the hell Varys survived that. Yeah, oh, fuck, seriously, Varys of all people. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> how? Like, come on, man. Varys, you ain't done nothing in your life. Like, tell me how. <laughs> the closest you came to a sword was when your parts got chopped off. Like, get out of here, man. Yeah, that's it. That's the most you've done, my man. Okay, and I I am totally blanking on her name. It is uh, Grey Worm's girl, Daenerys's. Yeah, Masanda. Uh, yeah, Masandi. Do we see her get out of the crypt? Yeah, she's alive. I she's, think. They're going to Noth, She's man. alive, right? They're going to Noth. Okay, okay. 
The, the, the tickets to <laughs> the are coming through. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Totally going to happen. But, but uh, okay. But, but we did see Masande make it out of the crypt. Re- yes? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Everybody right, I believe that so. Had, yeah, like everybody that had a name made it out of the crypts. Wow. Okay. Dang. All right. It was surprising. I will say this. At the end of the episode, I was surprised that the body count was not higher. Dude, me and Kevin literally said the said the exact same thing. It's like we we got a bunch of nameless deaths, but for Game of Thrones, especially a series that has made its you know mark on killing off everybody, I'm kind of surprised we only only walked away with the body count that we did. But I mean, when it comes to name characters, if you had a name, you're pretty safe. Yeah, I mean yeah. we have. We have uh, some of the ones that go down, but as far as like a lot of the major players, um, they're, they're still they're still on the board. Oh yeah, yeah, they are yeah. still very well positioned on the board. Now they might not have the toys they had uh, going into the battle, but they're still True. in the game. Here's my <laughs> take on it: is um, you know, all Game of Thrones is known you know for killing major characters, right? But how many of those major characters died in a battle? Like, not many. I mean, you think of the mm-hmm. most, you think of like the most named deaths at one time, the Red Wedding. And that was, you know, you think people die, Red Wedding, uh, King's Landing on the Sept of Baylor, um, you know, trial by combat, like, but not battle scenes. Like the most important person you could say that died in a battle was Ramsey Bolton. And it's like, this is true. Huh. That's a I fair mean, point. So yeah. Even then, though, we were trained, and you know, everybody said. I mean, freaking HBO tweeted out before the episode: "The blood will flow." <laughs> like, like so, <laughs> we were trained to think that people were dying, and when you walk over with five name casualties, it's like, okay, like seriously. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a a little bit of a, a fake out in a way. I mean, yes, you did lose, you know, at the end of it, we did lose Jorah. Um, he goes out, <laughs> as I as I heard, he goes out defending the friend zone as, he, as best he could. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, he, he went, he's he's down. You know, we, we've got uh, a few of the, the Night Watch guys. Ed is down. Um, you know, Barrick is down. A few of them. I Who thought the Grey Night Worm Watch is go left. Like, like I really feel like the Night's Watch Sam. has ended. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah the Night's and... Watch has ended. If if Sam is it. Oh yeah, I thought Sam uh... and Tormund. Though to be yeah, fair, I mean, I mean, the dead are now past the wall. So, so to be fair, maybe the Night's Watch they were already going to have a talk with HR, regardless of how this battle went. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Agreed. Like it's. It's not looking good. A lot of people went down, but not nearly as as many as I thought. And so, mm-hmm. we finally get to this to this scene, and I, I think this is this was my favorite because yeah, you're right. The music kind of calms down. It goes to this somber kind of piano and and sort of orchestra type deal, um, and you get the White Walkers essentially walking towards Bran. They they are there. They have their kind of crew. Now Theon, I believe, is the only Ironborn left. I mean, he's yeah. he's the last one. Can we talk about Theon for a second, though? Fuck before yes. we get mm-hmm. because my guy, 
I said, I will take full credit for it last week. I said, this guy has a freaking bow and arrow. And what is his ass going to do with the bow and arrow? Sure and then he picked up that stab, that, that staff, and he went ham. And yeah. I was like, damn, Theon, go, boy, go off one time. Like I was like, okay, Theon's about to kill the Night King. Like, damn. And then, and then at that point, Bran shows up and says, hey, Theon. You're totally not about to die. Yeah, like, oh, you. come on. <laughs> You're a good man. Like, I was like, well, there goes that hope. Yep, like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. But okay, I was, so I was in, you've done that. <laughs> I was impressed. Like, Theon kicked some ass. He whipped he some did. ass all over that place. I mean, he was, he was, I mean, directly one of the reasons uh, why Bran was still yeah. alive. I mean, yeah. oh, yeah. He, he did it. So, if I, it, arguably the second most important person on the episode agreed. was Theon. <laughs> I'd be Agreed. I'd be hard pressed to disagree because I mean, like like y'all just pointed out, if it wasn't for Theon, um, Arya would be severely late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> yeah, she would show up for a really shitty after party. <laughs> she I was mean, late to the red wedding too. So I mean, ooh, <laughs> you can't you can't do that. I mean, you can't be late for that shit. That's I why mean, she's a really bad drummer. She has terrible timing. Horrible timing. <laughs> um, but then. You know, my thing was, one of the questions I was left with in the episode, and I think they may answer this in the next episode, what the hell was Bran doing? What was he doing? He was gone. Like, the crows were not the only thing he had to war against, right? Because before, right before the Night King gets there, Theon is defending him, but Bran is still uh, gone somewhere. I actually, it, I actually have this answer. Uh, it was found out online this week. When uh, when Bran warged out, he was actually going to an Avengers Endgame screening. <laughs> it was the only time he could get tickets, and it's like I understand. I understand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like it. I think. Okay, so I have like a little bit of a theory, but you know, it's not a hundred percent right. Yeah, well, it I'm has sure to be more right. right than my theory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I watch him come out and say, uh, "I went to go see Avengers Endgame. It was pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for holding them off so long. And Sansa, I, I saw you in the credits. Apparently, you, you're related to some bird. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm the three-eyed raven. You're the phoenix. We truly yeah. are siblings. I knew it all this time. <laughs> so I think that because ultimately in the grand scheme of things, and I don't like this, but I think that Bran can kind of see the future a little bit. And so he had to know that, like... I think when he's working out, he's making sure that everything's in place. And he had to... Because even when the Night King gets there, he comes face-to-face with him. Bran looks at the Night King. And he doesn't look scared at all. It's almost like he knows what's going to happen. Because if you catch it, he looks at the Night King in the eyes. And then he looks down towards the Night King's heart. Which is where you have to stab him to kill him. Huh. And... He just looks away. He looks at the Night King's heart and then looks away. And I was like, like, so does he, like, it, I mean, I don't like it. I don't like that Bran's, like, the all-seeing guy who can kind of, like, predict the future. It'd and make this, everybody that, and feel other. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. But at the same time, it's better than, like, I was watching the battle from above everywhere and just looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. I I thought he was gonna warg into a dragon at some point. I, I just something. <laughs> I think maybe um, I think maybe in this next episode they'll they'll kind of. I hope that they will reveal what he had 
what he was doing because it just felt like like man you're you have you're the most powerful guy on the show surely you've got a better you've got a better grasp on this shit and you can you can do something besides just sit there and you know look cool come on man like (laughs) help us out fuck theon is is holding the fort down yeah rick is over here kicking ass like 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 he's like he's the star of the next assassin's creed game i mean just like like owning everybody (laughs) and then and then when you show up it's like oh by the way uh you're 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 about to die thanks buddy yeah appreciate it man good man yeah right (laughs) jesus can I be a living That's good man? La- Do I have to die? <laughs> no, apparently <laughs> not. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. That's the last thing I want to hear right now is I'm a good man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, agreed. And so we get that scene, and here we go. The Night King comes in. Theon knows he's done. He doesn't go out like a bitch. He grabs that spear, and no. he charges the son of a bitch. He goes after him. Yeah. Doesn't care. He gets dealt with, and unfortunately, Theon is. I'd, I'd say Theon and Jorah are probably the biggest name characters that go down in this episode. I'd agree. I mean, he got fucked up. That oh, yeah. king grabbed that staff, cut it, boom, just real quick. I was like, damn. Yeah, okay, right Theon. through him. <laughs> it was like, okay, you should have stuck with the bow and arrow. <laughs> Close damn, range combat got, didn't work here. Yeah, clearly. I mean, he got fucked up, but then, I mean. I mean, I want to talk about, because we're talking about, you know, the Night King marching towards Sam, or towards Bran, sorry. Mm-hmm. We, uh, when we were, um, skipped over that one part, because I said earlier about how Grey Worm sacrificed the Unsullied. When John's running through Winterfell, you know, to get to Bran, he, you know, you have the, you know, Sam or, um... Brienne and Jamie fighting on top of mounds of people, you know, looking overrun. Podrick looking overrun. Tormund looking overrun. Sam gets tackled and is sitting there just crying. And not every other in every other circumstance, John would have stopped and helped, you know, Sam. He would have came back and, you know, he would have helped Sam. But he knew at that point it was more important for him to get to the Night King than and he had to sacrifice Sam at that point. Luckily, Sam didn't die. But like, he 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 did the same thing that Grey Worm did. He sacrificed Sam, you know, for the greater good. Yeah. Ultimately, it doesn't pay off for him though, because you know he comes face to face to face with an undead dragon. He did get to yell at it. To yell at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice war cry there, buddy. But I don't think I don't think that works on dragons. At least it didn't look like it did. I I want I want to <laughs> steal a line from Trey Crowder from his vlog. Uh, Goddamn, which which is just so funny. Hilarious. Uh, it, it, it is so funny. I I highly recommend if you listen to a if you only listen to one Game of Thrones podcast or vlog. I suggest this one, but if you listen to two, I would also suggest Goddamn because he bar to steal a line from Trey Crowder. So uh, Jon Snow might think he's a wizard now because he can yell at dragons and they disintegrate. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, somebody's like, wait a minute, Targaryen's wizards? Uh, wait, hold on. Do I, like, am I, do I have that power? <laughs> am I Harry Potter? <laughs> John's gonna show up to King's Landing and just yell at Cersei, like, "Ah!" Well, shit, it worked once. I'm Shane dead. Like, what the hell? It's like, well, I'm out of ideas. I yelled at it. So, once once John kind of has his quote final stand and Bran is all fucking around, uh, he comes back. The Night King comes in. Theon's gone. So now we have this face off with the Night King and Bran. Were you guys surprised that it was Arya that killed her? Did you expect Jon to be the one 
to make that happen before, you know, obviously they had the scene where he was, you know, dealing with the, the evil dragon. <clears throat> did you think that John was going to be the one to fight the Night King and kill him, or did you think it was going to be somebody else? At that po- moment in the episode, I was like, Bran's dead. Bran gone. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, I was fully on board with the idea of everybody being a White Walker marching down to King's Lane, and I was like, hey, you know, Tyrion said it. I'll get to rip my sister apart as a White Walker. That works with me. It's like whatever. Like I, I wanted to know where Arya went. Like I was like, where did Arya go? We haven't seen her since, you know, she said not today. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, this episode was way too emotionally gripping for me to be like, huh? Where's Arya? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, how come she's not around? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm a fuck about Arya. <laughs> it's interesting you say you, your emotions were too high for you to worry about that because, like, I'm almost the exact opposite. Let's go back to that scene where her and Melisandre come face to face, and y'all talked about how when when uh, Melisandre mentions you're going to close blue eyes, you can see the cogs start to move in Arya's head, and then she runs off screen. From that moment on, at least in my mind, Arya was the shark in Jaws. When she isn't on the screen, I'm sitting there wondering, where the hell is she? Because, yeah. like, like, yeah. like from that point on, like, Arya's clearly going to have a role to play in the endgame. Once again, no pun intended. But, like, she wasn't on the screen, and we don't see hide nor hair of her right up until we do. And then we get that amazing payoff. I know you asked, it's like, did, did I think that Jon was going to be the one to take on uh, the Night King or the one to take him down? I guess coming into this episode, I would have thought that would have made the most sense or the most poetic justice or whatever. But at the same time, like, I have no qualm with Arya being the one to deliver, you know, the death blow to the Night King. Because, I mean, like, yeah, John's this, you know, um, army, quote-unquote, guy, and he has all this tactical experience. I mean... That tactical experience did get him killed once. Let's point that out. And then on the yeah. flip side... Emphasis on the quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah. Then on, then on the other side, we got Daenerys, who, I mean, like like I said last week, I'm not. I'm still not sure she's she's going to end up being a good ruler. She, she, she can get people to follow her. I don't know if she's a ruler. So why wouldn't it be the un... or the unnamed, faceless, assassin master that, that they have built Arya into? Why wouldn't it be Arya? Yeah, literally She's because training nobody for this saw shit. her fucking all coming. life. Exactly, yeah. the whole her time. whole life has led to this moment. I mean, you, you, I mean, the the faceless man training. She she utilized that um, in the tunnel. You know, moving in the library, moving silently. She mm-hmm. utilized. Um, you know the water dancing in the library, moving silently. She and then, you know, she shows up and and it's like, if it if you would have asked me before the episode, I would have said, yeah, John's gonna do it. Yeah. If you would have asked me at that moment when the Night King's face to face with Bran, like I was thinking, if the living li- come make out of make it out of this alive, Bran has that little jet ja- that little thing on top of him that looks kind of like a quilt, and I'm sitting here like maybe he's got a dagger under that. And the Night King's gonna come lean in, and Bran's gonna stab him right in the neck. That would have been a yeah. massive freaking swerve. That would have yeah, been a huge I, left turn. Yeah. Like I was thinking, like, okay, well, maybe Bran has this hidden over here or something. But then when Arya comes in, and you you see it, you know, you get it. With the White Walker, you hear the whoosh of 
clearly somebody running by I don't him. even think you hear Which, the whoosh. You just see you his see, hair see move. Yeah, hair yeah. move. Dude, yeah, that was the most that. ninja fucking thing ever. Like, I... Because nobody knows... I, I've watched a lot of reaction videos of that moment online. Don't ask me why. I just... I have some time. So <laughs> No, no. I understand, dude. I understand. <laughs> no, I'm right awesome. there with you. <laughs> that reaction... The funny thing about it is, like, once you know what happens... You realize that every single react, not a single time, did a one person or a group of people. Once that hair moves, nobody reacts. Nobody knows what that means. They're like, yeah. I don't know why they're showing us that. And then all of a sudden, they see Arya jump out of nowhere, and they're like, "Yes!" Oh yeah, eruption. And oh. then he turns. And, and then he turns around and like, grabs her. Like ah! and I was like, oh, I was like, fuck, fuck no! If y'all fuck kill no. Arya, I'm done with the show. <laughs> I will bail was, three episodes left. I don't give a fuck. Every word in the book, I was like, man, if y'all motherfuckers kill Arya right here, I'm out. I am out. That's yeah. too That's too far. Like, you've killed so many Starks. Let me have this. Yeah. Kill John all you want. Kill Daenerys, but you leave your hands off I mean, Arya. hell, they already killed John once and we're still watching. Just do it again. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He has amazing hair. It'll bring him back again. It will. And you keep Arya's name out your mouth. Don't you talk about Arya. Well, the best part is Arya... Has no name. She is. Oh yeah. No one. Yeah, no name, you're bitch. Right. You're right. You're right. When, she gets then, caught. Oh man. And then she pulls you the move that she pulled oh. on Brienne last season Damn. with the the sparring match that they had oh. with the dagger she that fucking Bran that was supposed to be killed with. Yeah. The uh, cat's paw dagger. Shit. You want to talk? Oh my god. He catches her. She drops that shit. My like I like I told I told Daniel before we started recording. Like you know I have people come over to my house every week you know for game of thrones and we have like little watch parties or whatever just like 10 or 12 people um but my house erupted when Arya comes out and jumps out yes and then it got silent when he caught her and then she stabbed him and man it was like pandemonium like i bought my fiance this nice kendra scott necklace that for some reason a necklace was on the ground i don't know, like, I don't know. <laughs> but but I jumped out of my seat and landed on the Kendra Scott necklace, and I may or may not have to buy her a new one, but, like, I was, like, everybody in my house was jumping up and down, I was screaming, I was, my dad was upstairs, like, asleep, and he was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, are you motherfucking stone? <laughs> like, a girl has no name. <laughs> oh, yeah, breaking that necklace, worth it. it Absolutely, <laughs> five out of five, would recommend. Yeah, I was like, hey. Uh, she like she she was like why did you do that and I was like she she was like did you have to jump up and down I was like did the necklace have to be on the ground yeah that's <laughs> a fair question that is absolutely a fair question <laughs> necklaces or the ground is not a place for necklaces no yeah like, exactly so you deserved it oh yeah. yeah stabs the night king with the dagger I mean everything just so much going full circle here and then the dead just fall everything apparently it was true he raised all of them so all the white walkers all the whites everybody. Everybody goes down, and then we we see uh, old Jorah. He gets a farewell. He doesn't talk because he's talked enough in this series. He just gets to connect one more time with Danny, and he's gone, man. And that's it. <clears throat> he has no more. Like Damn. was was he the biggest loss that uh, that Team Dragon suffered in this battle? I think so. I would say I would so. Say like 
for single person, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm talking name people, like, yeah, like, like obviously you could people? say the Dothraki and or the Unsullied yeah, like, entire armies. Okay, yeah, I would give up the whole army for Jorah every day of the week. Yeah, like, sorry, my guy. <laughs> yeah, don't disagree. You can only kill a couple people. Um, well, I mean, yeah, uh, I he, he proved he killed more than a couple people because I mean, like, yeah, he did good. He he, he did damn good because if it wasn't for him, uh, there would be no uh, Dragon Queen to deal with at that point. Yeah, like, and you want to talk about another guy who got stabbed like 17 times. My guy was not dying. He got stabbed mm-hmm. numerous times. <laughs> I was like, die already, damn it, die. <laughs> and he's like, nope. <laughs> we got 90 <laughs> minutes to fill. <laughs> he was like, but you, like, even Daenerys building a sword. Like, you go, girl. Even though she looked horribly uncoordinated yeah, doing it. Terrible technique, but, but I, I, I like that she actually killed some people. But at the same time, yeah, like, like she okay. should kind of have clunky and terrible technique because mm-hmm. she pays people to go fight her battles. She doesn't pick exactly. up the weapons. So yeah. so when she finally found it, it's like, oh, hell, am I going to have to do this for myself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I want to see... Uh, you know, there's the comparison between Daenerys and Cersei all the time. Cersei, you gonna pick up a sword and fight? Like, yeah. Daenerys did that. What's she gonna do? <laughs> yeah, she's oh, probably absolutely. gonna try and have sex with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the last scene we get is the Hound and Melisandre walking out of Winterfell, and the Hound looks rough, but Melisandre decides that I guess that's her purpose. She's done. She takes off the necklace, walks out into the field, uh, grows old as we can see, and then yeah, not hot. Just, yeah, not hot, Melisandre. Old and naked. Yep. <laughs> I gotta get naked one more time. <laughs> gotta do this one last time. Takes well, and, off the necklace and that's it. And it, in, and it ended up, uh, she ended up being a lady of her word because, I mean, the last time her and Jorah saw each other, Jorah said, if I see you again, I will execute you. And the next yeah. time oh, they yeah. saw each other, she says, there'll be no need to execute me. I won't survive till the dawn. So when she makes it through the battle, I'm like... Huh, maybe maybe she was just, you know, telling Jorah a, a, a lie to make it through and but nope. She she walks out there and goes all unmagical and disintegrates into a gross naked old lady dust skeleton. <laughs> yeah, Davos I think is who you're thinking of. Uh Didn't I say Davos? Uh, I think you were saying Jorah. Ah, shit, yeah. But See, yeah, like, we, like, I've watched every episode of Game of Thrones. I still have no idea who the fuck everybody is. Yeah, there's so many names. I, I can't keep track of everybody. But, man, I just want to see the aftermath. I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, once she falls over, the episode goes to credits. And I got to tell you, I am waiting for Sunday night to just see, like, what the fuck happens now because lots of clean up at winterfell just weeks upon weeks of just of just picking up bodies and going to burn them that's actually how the series ends like like an osha team comes into winterfell it's like all right there are tons of violations we got to shut it down yeah we got to get we got to shut this place down there's no way we can cook food here (laughs) so uh basically what what let's address a few things because i i know we talked about the episode being dark I know we talked about it being a little confusing on who is where and if whether or not certain characters died, you know, in the in the rush. But I've heard that certain people were kind of upset that the Night King was dispatched so quickly. They were thinking, man, you know, the the, the army of the living and the dead was what I guess they thought was gonna be the main the main kind of popcorn fare for this season. And we're halfway through and I'm, I think that a lot of people... Did you guys feel like it was 
kind of tidily done up, or did you, were you satisfied with that? I was satisfied, uh, but I will yeah. say I was surprised that the Night King got got in this episode. I don't think it's necessarily a negative. I was just surprised that this is where the Night King story came to an end because we've been told that this is the war to end all wars, and they just ended the war to end all wars with three episodes left it's like it's like i i feel satisfied with what we got but i will totally admit i was surprised to see the night king fall there well, yeah that's i would yeah. say the same thing um i mean i didn't see the night king die in episode three that being said game of thrones like i was saying before is a show of <laughs> smoke screens <laughs> to yeah. say the least <laughs> and get you thinking one thing when it's totally something else so my feelings are like if this if the night king has been hyped up for eight seasons as the big bad the ultimate villain and he's dead in episode three you still got three episodes i mean clearly he was a smokescreen because cersei's still alive met evidently she's the big bad of the whole series she's the major villain she's the final boss that you have to beat and I mean, do I th- was I satisfied with the Night King's death? Absolutely. I mean, I was for him too. to die in Winterfell as opposed to dying in King's Landing was so much better. I mean, there's so much more symbolism to him dying in Winterfell. Mm-hmm. I mean, Especially where he, he died was, in Winterfell. Exactly. Agreed, in a werewood tree, tree where, and where all he was that. born, yeah. where he was created was the werewood tree. You know, where that's the exact spot that he died was where Bran gave Arya that dagger. A season ago and Agreed. it's almost like like he knew like brand had to have like known that like that's gonna play a major role you know in this so i mean yeah let him die in winterfell and see i was i was forward. not disappointed with this and i and i, I kind of have my 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 reasons why i my the reason that I wasn't disappointed with this was a couple of things. Number one, I just looked it up. The Night King appeared in a total of ten episodes of Game of Thrones. He has only shown up ten times in eight seasons, including this last episode in The Long Night. So to say that he was the big bad, I feel like sort of does a disservice to some of the other characters like Ramsay, like Joffrey, like Cersei. I mean, these are the characters that we have spent the most time with and you know while it is a supernatural element of the story game of thrones has always been about the political aspects of the families and struggling for power it it has always been more of a story about um the lannisters the starks and all that more so than it was about the living and the dead not to mention according to you know and again i don't read the books for game of thrones so for all the book readers out there i'm sorry i don't give a shit i just don't (laughs) but (laughs) you know i i understand that even in the story the night king is not presented in the way that he has been presented in this in this um uh, in this TV series, he is not even a character that is current and attacking or bringing a threat to the uh, people of Westeros at this point in the books. So yeah. for all of the book readers that are, you know, kind of chapped with them going off off story or off book and kind of embellishing a few things and changing stuff up, I feel like that this is this is sort of a way of going, hey, I know that you thought kind of the smokescreen that you were talking about, Kevin, that. Just because he was a big threat does, does not mean he is the main focus. 
He's ten episodes. How could he be in eight seasons of t- with just ten episodes? I mean, I mean, I okay, it's kind of justified. I mean, yeah. When when you point it at and lay it out that way, I do think it is, you know, maybe a slight to other characters. But at the same time, like. He was only in 10 episodes, but think about everything he did in 10 episodes. Agreed. Like, like, yeah, Cersei's still on the board. Has Cersei raised an army of the literal fucking dead to fight for her? <laughs> has, has Cersei raised a, a zombie dragon and ridden on the back of it? Like, like, yeah, he was only in 10 episodes. But again, think of everything he did in just 10 episodes. Yeah, not to mention this episode, but also Hard Home and, you know, up at Craster's Keep when he, you know, is is changing little babies into White Walker. I mean, oh my yeah, God. it's powerful imagery, for sure. Well, Frozen Lake, Battle of Frozen Lake. Oh, too. yeah, I fuck mean, yeah, last the en- season. The entirety of Mastodon was on his side of the battle. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> It was it was very cool, but I understand. I, to me, I was like, "Damn, that got wrapped up quick." But then, the longer I thought about it, I was thinking, you know, I understand that that's that's kind of the the sizzle of the show, but the stake is really not the dragons or the dead or that's the supernatural elements. It's about Jon Snow. It's about Cersei Lannister. It's about these very human characters that are, you know, really going through these human things. I, for one, think, you know, everybody talks about the ending is bittersweet or whatever. That That's what some of them have said about uh, the end of this season. But I agree. I think it's probably not going to be this easy wrapped-up story. Like, as, as quote-unquote tidy as this episode was in wrapping up the Night King storyline, I highly doubt that they're going to do the same thing with the Lannisters and with the Starks and everything going to King's Landing. Like... I know that's going to be messy, much messier than this. And I think it's cool because the only other thing I would point out is you've got so many more pieces on the board that now you have a lot more story options left. If they had wiped off half the characters, then there's only so many ways that it can work itself out with the remaining main characters back in King's Landing. Whereas now, I feel like you got a lot more options, a lot more possibilities that could go on. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, That's fair. you look and yesterday, Daenerys or Amelia Clark was on uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. One of the Jimmy late Kimmel. night Jimmys. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Keep moving. Whatever his name is. They all look alike. Um, yeah, right. Hashtag They're all named Jimmy. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was on Jimmy last night and he she had said that episode five is even bigger than than Long Night, which episode five is the other Miguel Sapochnik directed. Oh, episode. shit. Really? Yeah, oh so <laughs> Sapochnik did two episodes, and one was The Long Night, the other one is episode five, which I'm assuming the way that this is going to go is The Long Night's going to be the big battle against the Night King. Episode four is going to be essentially episode two, but all over again with pre-planning, you know, rounding up the armies, um, this, that, and the other, and then leading up to the battle in episode five again. Which would be, you know, Daenerys's army against Cersei's army, and, and that's, that's the penultimate where I think, episode. That's the one yeah. that's, you know, the quote unquote episode nine of this season. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you'll see all the casualties too. Agreed. For all of you bloodlusting people out there that want to <laughs> want, get, want Game of Thrones to fuck you up, I think that's what that's going to do. Oh, we demand blood. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and call Danny is dead. Episode five. Really? Yeah. See, I'm going Arya is dead, episode five. Whoa, really? Ooh. Yeah, I, I think that, in my opinion, 
Arya had her big moment. Killing the Night King was Arya's big moment. Yeah. And this is the way that I see it playing out in my fanfic, like you alluded to earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> is Arya gets to King's Landing and she gets to Cersei. And the Hound has always been protecting Arya from day one, right? Or since they met, whatever. And Arya's about to kill Cersei and the mountain kills Arya, which sparks the Hound going apeshit. And Clegane Bowl happens oh, then. Oh man! And then brutal. I, was, I could see that. And then Jamie coming in, and ultimately, I think it has to be Jamie at this point. It, it has to be Jamie. That, w- that, that would be the most poetic move. It has to. Like I could see something to where Braun is still that cell sword, and he shoots an arrow at Jamie. Brienne steps in front of it. Brienne gets killed in Jamie's arms. Jamie then kills Bronn, and before he kills Bronn, Bronn says, you know, that arrow was meant for you. Cersei told me to kill you and Tyrion. And Jamie goes and chokes the life out of Cersei. Damn. Oh, my Lantis. Damn. Wait, wait, wait. Please, Lord. Did you just drop a fucking full house reference? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. Okay, going forward, uh, Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. God talk. Will only be a two-man podcast. Full <laughs> <laughs> house is great. <laughs> okay, now uh, this that, episode is going to be strictly that, two-man going forward. Yeah, that debate has has uh, has another time because holy lord, <laughs> what what opposite series to give? I know, uh, right? Yeah, if we weren't already an hour and a half into this thing, maybe we could get into. It, but, but but like Hunter said, that's a whole other time for us to yell at you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. That is um, that's a hell of a prediction, Kevin. I like I like the boldness of it. There's a lot of characters that get sacrificed on that. So and you thought it out off the too. top rope. Yeah, off the top rope. Man. Like off like the like, top rope indeed. I think at this point I'm just gonna get out of the prediction game. Like like I I clearly have no idea what's going on and going forward. I don't want to try and guess. I just want to enjoy it because guys, we got three episodes left. Only three more, man. Kill me. Jesus. <laughs> So uh, I'm not ready for the end. Well, I am, uh, I'm not either. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And speaking of not being ready for the end, uh, that is going to bring us to the end of another episode of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. Uh, so, fellas, I guess overall thoughts on this episode. I know we've kind of talked about that throughout the last hour and a half. So, but but if you had to break it down to, like, you know, a, a paragraph or less – what are what are your you know bullet point thoughts coming out of the battle for Winterfell and going forward? Arya is a badass. Um, I'm I've got to see more. I've got to see John kind of redeem his dumbassness. So <laughs> uh, going forward, like he's got to have a good plan. <laughs> Something, please, Lord. Uh, so who, has a, who, episode... who has a good plan first, him or uh, or uh, Tyrion? Yeah. Oh, Tyrion. Tyrion's about to redeem Tyrion himself. Tyrion has to redeem Tyrion's himself. Tyrion's about to redeem himself Jeez. this next episode. I guarantee. You. I agree. Um, but I mean, going going looking back on that episode, comparing it with other episodes, the hate that it got was very unwarranted in my opinion. Um, Miguel Sapochnik did an amazing job. I agree. An amazing episode. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for an episode to have like everybody youtube reaction videos left and right of people jumping out of their seats spilling their drinks like their team just won the nba finals or the stanley cup or the super bowl i mean it takes i mean put it this way game of thrones the battle of winterfell had a lot to live up to with avengers endgame 
and it delivered on every single moment and was better than that battle was better than the battle in endgame and it's hard to do that when you're going up against our marvel studio studio but avenger or game of thrones did it damn all right yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I think uh, I think that Tyrion is going to redeem himself. I think that Tyrion's plan to take down uh, King's Landing is going to be a huge, huge piece here. I think that he comes up with it and it actually works. Or there's a piece of it that's like so critical and crucial and it pays off. He has got to redeem himself uh, with all the kind of goof-ups that he's had. And I agree, John will do something redeeming as well. He's going he's gonna to come... Uh, he's going to come up and, and find a way to make that count as well. Um, this episode was incredible. I was not disappointed. I enjoyed every minute of it. I thought it was chaos. We were jumping up and down in multiple scenes when characters uh, lived, died, succeeded, failed, whatever. It was gorgeous. I, I loved it. I have, I'm not the kind of guy that bitches about you know this, this particular type of show because it's just so damn good. I love it. I'm a fanboy, so you're not you're not hurting my feelings, man. The long night was a big success. Yeah, I'll echo everything y'all said. I was thoroughly pleased with the episode that we got. Uh, hit all of the marks that I was hoping for. And uh, unlike Kevin, I have no predictions to give to you because uh, <laughs> Kevin has already thought this out. And uh, I'm just going to be completely honest. I don't want to look like a fool again when I like I did last week when I said everybody except John dies. So. <laughs> Daenerys wins. Daenerys sits on the Iron Throne. Okay, all right then. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, let's let's close it out with a round of plugs. Kevin, where can the lovely listener find you? Um, you can find me on the Twitterverse at at double O underscore Kevin, um, where I will retweet pretty much every Game of Thrones tweet and meme that I see on the internet. <laughs> Your meme game is strong. I did want to uh, point that out to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, glad to do it. Uh, I know you're part of uh, some other podcasts. Why don't you give them a plug as well? Because that's what you do at this part. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I like to uh, I like to record podcasts. You can find me um, on the Mouse Knows Best podcast. Um, comes out every Sunday on everywhere you can get podcasts. You can also find me occasionally on um, the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Uh, from time to time, they let Cousin Kevin come on, so uh, you can find me there. And yeah, that's about it. All right, from uh, one very active person on the social media to the exact opposite, Hunter, where can the level listeners find you? <laughs> hey, you can always find me on Facebook, uh, but you can find me on Instagram, far more active on there, at the tall effect, and the effect is spelled with an E. Um, check out any kind of concerts and uh, fun stuff that I get, get into there, but. Yeah, that's, that's the main place you can find me out in the interwebs if you're not going to find me in real life. Yeah, if uh, you are in the Middle Tennessee area, uh, Hunter is known to melt faces on guitar from time to time. So go hit up Hunter on the IG, as the kids call it, so you can uh, go catch Hunter live in action. Uh, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Landoz, L-A-N-D-O-Z. That's you can find the latest from me, 280 characters at a time. I also on a website, buttmunchchips.com. That's where you can find the uh, exclusively posted... Uh, well, I guess it's no longer exclusively posted because much like this podcast, I'm paying somebody to get this crap into the iTunes store. You can find the R&D Project, um, Near Fall Radio. 
what else do I have going on? Um, I'm uh, I do a weekly appearance on uh, Will Rab's show on WCDT. Uh, that's WCDTRadio.com. It's off the bench with Will Rab. I do a weekly hit there. Also appear on the Monday Morning Monorail. That's a podcast Kevin made reference to earlier. Available in the iTunes Store and. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm also on the Phil Show on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Uh, News Talk uh, 98.7.com if you're not local here in Knoxville. But, uh, fellas, that'll leave anything else? Yep, that's it. Let's go. Alrighty, good. On to King's Landing. Yes. On to King's Landing, indeed. <laughs> we march southward. So, for Kevin Scott and Hunter East, my name is Landon Doan. We thank you for joining us on another episode of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got talk. Right here on the Butt Munch Chips Radio Network. Butt Munch Chips, sit on your butt and munch. You've been great. We've been got talk. Have a good night. Proceeding was a Buttmunch Chips production. For more episodes and information, please visit buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunch Chips. Sit on your butt. And munch.